Welcome to Ask Me About K-Pop, the essential guide for recent converts and season fans alike. My name is Shannon. And I'm Angelica. And welcome to our very first Patreon-chosen deep dive episode. Yay! Yes, we decided to pass the baton on to our beloved patrons uh, because I think I've said this before, but at this point... We've done all the deep dives that are closest to our hearts, yeah, but we for the have most part. still a very long to-do list of groups that are worthy of deep dives. So we have presented a poll of, I think, did you just pitch two against one no, another? No, I think I had like 10, at least 10 choices, if oh, not wow. more. We okay, had a whole great. bunch of choices. You had a whole choices. bunch. Um, so our patrons got together, battled it out, and chose... AOA. Yes. So that's who we're going to be talking about today. Um, and before we get started, as we do in all deep dives, what is our relationship or familiarity with AOA before we did this? Uh, well, before I did this, I thought my familiarity with AOA was smaller than it actually was. Um, because when we first started listening to K-pop, they were pretty new. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like for the most part, a lot of their titles were just like in the in circulation. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. they were just like all there, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. like watching a variety show or like anything It would ha- have it in the background or have a little dance challenge to one of them or something. So I always knew who AOA was and we learned a couple of their dances in our dance class as well. Um, so I just knew them as like a sexy second gen girl group. And yeah. that was like, or maybe they're third gen because they're like, kind of cuspy um but yeah and then watching everything for this I realized that I actually knew like 90% of their songs and the choreo Mm -hmm. whether I had specifically learned it or not I was just like oh I know this yeah yeah yeah. deep within (laughs) my soul somewhere (laughs) yeah I was thinking about this and I feel like The first time I remember being aware of AOA was early in my K-pop journey when I was still a very big fan of We Got Married because that was still on air. And on the We Got Married global season, Heechul was married to like a Japanese actress. And there was an episode where she took him as a surprise to go see like a private con like concert quote unquote a private AOA show oh. and he was like cartoon wolf whistling the entire time like just like goo goo gaga over AOA and I feel like that's the first time I remember seeing them but I every single one of their title tracks I've like had on my phone for years I know every word of every song I was always so familiar with their music but I didn't know anything about the members mm-hmm. or their history. or I just like knew all the songs. Like the songs yeah. were just in the world. But for some reason, I did know Choa's name mm-hmm. and Jimin's name. Yes. I didn't necessarily know their faces to be able to like pick them out outside of AOA. Sure. But I knew those two members. For sure. Yeah, so that's where we're coming from, but we're going to get you all caught up today in case you know less or more than that, (laughs) because that's how deep dives work. Um, So if you've never listened to a deep dive, we will start with big picture facts introducing you to AOA, then we'll go through all of the members, and then a timeline of their whole discography. Yes. So let's get into it. Let's do it. 
All right. So AOA debuted July 30th, 2012 under FNC Entertainment. And FNC is a company that we've discussed many times before that usually has more of a band focus for their groups. Like their groups often play instruments. Mm -hmm. And at start, AOA was no exception. Uh, the name AOA means Ace of Angels. Yes, it does. <laughs> uh, they never established a fan color, but I did for our deep dive format in our notes. We always color code them. And I went for like a kind of pinkish red because for whatever reason, that's like what I associate with them. Fair. I feel like they <laughs> they wear a lot of red. Yeah. Mm -hmm. but, I like it. But they didn't have and a And they're fan very color. girly. Yes. So. <laughs> a pinkish hue fits. So they have two fan club names. From 2012 to 2015, their fan club was just called Elvis. Mm -hmm. And that was chosen because that's the name of their debut single. And Elvis is an important person in music. So the group wish it, wished to emulate his legendary fame. Yes. But the company had to change the name in 2015 <laughs> because Elvis is a copyrighted name. <laughs> so now they're called Ace of Elvis or AOE. Great. <laughs> Good compromise, <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> so some overall notes about the group. AOA was introduced with a transformer concept, which meant that they would alternate between performing as a band with different members playing instruments and then as a dance group. And so they originally debuted with technically eight members, but they I saw somewhere that they called it a seven plus one concept okay. because seven of the members were known as full angels. And then Yuk Young, the drummer, was a half angel, half mortal because she was only the drummer. And so she would only promote with them if they were doing a band version. Um, they only really used this for the first two to three comebacks, and we'll talk about that in the timeline. They also had three subunits, AOA Black, AOA Cream, and AOA White, which we discussed in our subunit episode, which is episode 15. <laughs> <laughs> so head on back there. Yeah. I feel like that's something else I knew about AOA yeah, was that they, they had, had a ton so of subunits. subunits. And I used to get them confused with after school because mm. after school had a similar concept where they had a lot of girls and then they would like pair, Mix like them group up them weird. for yeah. different things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but arguably AOA was one of the last like sexy girl concepts in current girl group history. Because we've talked about this a lot, the kind of like shift from the appeal of girl groups where they definitely started out putting like legs and visuals and like singing sexy songs and doing a lot of booty shaking. And AOA does that to a T. I mm -hmm. feel like they're one of the best examples of it, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. um, but after this, because they were kind of on that cusp, that trend that sort trend of started is kind to of gone out. away yeah. yeah um they were always beautiful just in a general Visuals, like on point mm -hmm. like so gorgeous and they always just like looked great like unlike most deep dives we've ever done i couldn't i didn't note a single comeback where it was like ooh, that haircut ooh, those yeah. outfits mm -hmm. like they always looked so good yeah and they were supposed to look you know, like really <laughs> beautiful. And they did for sure. Um, but as a warning, our timeline does end with a big bullying controversy that is not the fun kind of drama at all. So get ready. Do we have like 
Are we going to get timestamps? I'll put a timestamp in the episode description when we know when it comes in. But trigger warning for self-harm and disturbing displays of poor mental health. Mm -hmm. So I'll put that in the description if you want to skip that and then go straight to when we watch the music video at the end. Um, But just warning that that is coming up. It is not fun. I will do my best to describe it like as a whole picture. But like it's not fun. So just know that. Just know that now. Uh, And technically, AOA is still together, but they are on hiatus or they have been on hiatus since 2020. And they only have three members um, still listed as officially a part of the group. But only two of them are still under contract with FNC. Yeah. Um, And a couple of things. I like to read the Korean fan wikis because they're very funny and they like include so many crazy details. And I always like to know what the Korean fans think of things. So according to the Korean fans, AOA were at a disadvantage because they debuted during, quote, the Red Ocean of 2012, where there were supposedly too many girl groups Mm. debuting for them to be able to stand out. And remember, Mina said on an episode of Knowing Brothers that 70 groups debuted that year, but only two or three survived. I went and fact-checked this, and just from my research, the only girl groups that seemed to debut that year were EXID, Spica, Hello Venus, and Crayon Pop, (laughs) which, you know, we do these support girl groups episodes. That's not very many. No, and (laughs) doing our support girl groups episodes, we've never had 70 groups debut in a year. Like, that's too many. That feels like (laughs) an exaggeration, but whatever. Um, And also, according to the Korean wiki, the group's music was, quote, to put it bluntly, awkward and hindered by bad lyrics, (laughs) which is kind of true. So true. I marked it in the timeline whenever we wrote down the lyrics. I was like, (laughs) all of these are gibberish. None of these are words. Yes. (laughs) And the fans also say that they were destined for failure, but they were saved in 2013 by a Solhyun fan cam that like got attention back on the group. Similar to EXID with the Hani fan cam. Yeah. Interesting. So some overall statistics for AOA's career. They released one Korean studio album, six EPs, and 13 promoted singles. They also produced two Japanese albums and five Japanese singles. They had 50 award nominations with nine wins, including a Gaon World Rookie and as I was, I had to stop. I was like, did I say that right? I did. World rookie. And a digital bonsang at the Golden Discs. They also have 10 music show trophies. All right. So now it's time to get into the members and uh, just to try to organize it some way. We started with the members that are still affiliated with AOA in age order mm-hmm. and then everybody else in age yes. order. Except for the half angel who's last. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> Okay, so first we have Hyejong, who was a lead vocal, lead dancer, visual, and center. Her birth name is Shin Hyejong, and she was born August 10th, 1993 in Seoul. Her angel name, because they all have angel names, is Hyejong Linus. Yeah, with like a period in between. Uh, and she is on Instagram at dongdong810, if you want to follow her. We always try to describe the members, and I felt like this was particularly hard, because there are like three of them that... I really can't tell apart very well, but she has like a very round jawed, like her jaw is very round and she has those kind of like 
cheeky cheeks and she has a freckle under her left eye so like that's something great i love a distinctive mark point. <laughs> uh started modeling in high school and got scouted by fnc at a supermodel pageant that her mom had put her in she did some pre-debut acting in an SBS drama called A Gentleman's Dignity, and she's been in 10 other dramas up until her most recent one was in 2021, so she's probably still at it. And she was part of the subunits AOA Cream and AOA White, and she is still under contract with FNC and still technically a member of AOA. Yes. Next up, we have Solhyun. Uh, she was lead is lead dancer, vocalist, center, and face, which I think is funny because, like, very rarely do groups have two visuals, but here you go. Her birth name is Kim Sol Hyun, born January 3rd, 1995 in Buchon, and her angel name was Sol Hyun Ari. She is on Instagram at s2solhyunS2. Uh, and according to her member profile, people think that she looks like a cross between A Pink's Nan and Sistar's Bora. I agree with that. Once I yeah. saw that, I was like, yes, I see it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she has like depending, it's almost like one of those like holographic like pictures <laughs> like where you like <laughs> see both depending part. on the angle. Uh, and she was famous for her super hot body. She was the sexy one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they um, were all very sexy, <laughs> they but were she all was like sexy one. She was Literally. like, yeah, because she's like, I feel like she's the tallest. Or I was she gonna at say least she's looks the, the tallest. Longest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I also noted it several times throughout the timeline as I was watching everything. But like AOA is all about the legs. Mm -hmm. And I think she must have had the longest legs. Yeah, like for sure. Uh, she was also scouted during a modeling competition visuals on point um, and was very active modeling and acting all throughout the AOA timeline. She's been in three films, seven dramas with 11 acting awards out of 22 nominations. And she stars in FT Island's severely music video. She was in the subunit AOA White, and she did not renew her contract with FNC in 2022, but technically didn't leave AOA. So she's still in AOA, but now she's signed with Yeom Hashtag. All right. Next up, we have Chanmi, who is the main dancer, lead rapper, vocalist, and the maknae. Her birth name is Kim Chanmi, born June 19th, 1996, in Gumi, South Korea. Uh, her angel name is Chanmi TT, mm -hmm. T period T. Like the twice song, TT. Uh, she is on Instagram at chanmi underscore 96A. And she has senpaku eyes, which is where you can see the white under the iris mm. when they're like all the time. Gotcha. Like Billie Eilish has them too, if that helps. Okay. Um, and she always, like, I feel like she's always like tilted her chin down, like looking up through mm. her eyes is kind of her like vibe and all of the pictures of her she like poses with her mouth open for ultimate sexy baby vibes <laughs> great <laughs> uh she was scouted by fnc while dancing during a basketball game in middle school she was also in the subunits aoa cream and aoa white and she changed her name to doha this year oh after appearing as a character named doha in a virtual competition show called Girl Reverse. I looked this up. It was like Produce 101, but all of the girls were animated. And it was like, I think it was scripted or semi-scripted. And it was like a virtual version. Oh, so now she's going to like debut as this like alter ego or something? <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't seem or like there was more. are we just going more. full Chaonu and like. Yeah, she just liked the name and changed are, her yeah. name. Wow. And she most recently was on Queendom Puzzle 
And she was such, I was so surprised to see that she was the maknae of AOA because her mom vibes on <laughs> Queendom Puzzle were just like off the charts because she was one of the oldest contestants and most of the contestants were like 10 years younger than her. And she took such good care of everybody and was just like, a great role model and like I got really attached to her on Queen of Puzzle. I thought she was great. I love that. But I will keep calling her if she comes up in the timeline, we will keep calling her Chanmi because that was her name in this. But yes. she is Dohua now. Yes. If like that's how I was introduced to her, because Queen of Puzzle was the first time I saw her. Yeah. So I'm like Dohua. But at this point, her name is Chanmi. Oh, she was Dohua on Queen of yes, Puzzle. That's her as name well. now. All right. Well, we have her as Chanmi in the timeline. Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, former members in age order. Uh, Choa was our main vocalist and rhythm guitarist. Her birth name was Park is Park Choa, uh, born March 6, 1990 in Incheon, and her angel name was Choa Ya. She is on Instagram at queenchoa underscore. Um, and her short blonde hair was a sensation. Um, and her jet, her signature look, like that's definitely why I always knew mm -hmm. who Choa was because she had short blonde hair almost constantly. And it looks like, it's the kind of like thing where it seems like she was born that way. Yeah, like, totally. It fits her face so and her perfectly. coloring. And she has like kind of a little like pointy chin. So it like the shortness of it really frames her face mm -hmm. nicely. Yeah. I really love her little blonde bobs. She also has giant sparkly eyes. They're very big in her face. Cause she has a tiny face. Yeah. She's so like, she just really has that like fairy fairy look. look. Yeah, absolutely. Um, she had failed auditions many times until she happened to bump into a soloist named Junil, who advised her to audition for FNC, which is the company she was under, uh, and she got in. She was in the subunit AOA Black and is the oldest and arguably the most popular member um, until she left in 2017. She returned to the entertainment industry in 2020 after she spent three years away to do some OSTs and then appear as a cast member on a few variety shows. Next up, we have Jimin, who was the leader of AOA, the main rapper, the vocalist, and the lead guitarist. Her birth name is Shin Jimin, and she was born January 8th, 1991 in Seoul. Her angel name is Jiminel. And her Instagram is jiminbaby underscore 18. She also has Senpaku eyes that are mm -hmm. pretty far apart. Yeah. And she just has like a tiny head and a tiny face that just kind of has that like, I don't know, like pug look about it. Yes. She has a very distinctive nose and like wide set face. Mm -hmm. So you can really pick her out. Like her face is I think the easiest to like remember. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And she also has an incredibly distinct rapping voice that is honestly iconic and yeah. I feel like many girl group rappers that came after her are trying to like emulate mm -hmm. her style because it's like it's really specific. It's very specific and I think it was very much a signature of AOA at the time because like even their very first their debut song as soon as I heard Jimin rap I was like oh yeah that's the sound of AOA <laughs> um, it's very definitive for the group 
Uh, she is currently like covered in tattoos and has like real Hyuna vibes on her Instagram. And she still like posts about fandom birthdays and AOA memories mm -hmm. and stuff like that. She was in the subunit AOA Black and was a member until 2020, but she remained contracted with FNC until 2022. But now she's fully out. Fully gone. Next, we have Yuna. She was a main vocalist and keyboardist for AOA. Her birth name is Sol Yuna, uh, born December 30th, 1992 in Pusan. Her angel name was Yunaria, and her Instagram is yn underscore s underscore 1230. Uh, she has very big lips with like a turned up nose and round eyes, and she has very big eyebrows, like long, distinctive. Mm -hmm. um, she kind of, you think she looks I like I think she Yeri kind of looks like Umji. Yeri and Umji from like G Friend BBG. Like there's just something about her face that I'm like, oh yeah, that type of mm -hmm. face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I know what you mean. She started playing piano at seven and then moved by herself to Seoul uh, to live with her uncle and audition for different companies until finally getting cast at FNC. She was in the subunits AOA Cream and AOA Black and was a member until 2021. Next up, we have Mina, who is another rapper, vocalist, and the bassist for the band parts. Her birth name is Kwan Mina. She was born September 21st, 1993, also in Busan. And her angel name was Mina Ring. And her Instagram is at K-V-W-O-W-V. Um, and she has like a long nose mm -hmm. and a very pronounced chin. And the only other way I could describe her is that she has like a K-drama lead face. Yeah. Like, there's a way that like girls who lead K-dramas look and I feel like Mina looks like that. But she's one that I confused with the others a lot. That's fair. I feel like I usually could pick her out because she was rapping and she wasn't Jimin. That makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, she was a famous Eudang uh, pre-debut, which we've talked about. That's when like teenagers are good looking and like get famous on the internet. Yeah. They be, it's like being a teen influencer, yeah, yeah, but yeah. for being hot. Yeah. Uh, her family moved with her to Seoul to support her dream of being a singer. And she was in the subunit AOA Black and was a member until 2019. Mm -hmm. And then lastly, we have Yu Kyung, who was our drummer. Her birth name is So Yu Kyung, born March 15th, 1993, in a place I couldn't find where <laughs> she was born. Uh, her angel name was just Y because she was a half angel. Okay. And her Instagram is D R R R R four R's, period, U Y O U K Y U N G. Uh, she was blonde or pink haired at all times um, in like every picture that you can find. Really, she's got like some sort of brightly colored yeah, hair. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she reminds you of Dahyun from when Twice. I was looking at pictures of her, I was like, there's something about her face. And I was like, is it kind of Dahyun y? I don't know. But there's also not as many like pictures of her because mm -hmm. she wasn't in the group very long, didn't promote that much. She wasn't in the group much. very long. And in group photos or performances, she's in the back because Sitting she's behind the, the drums. <laughs> um, but she is still a drummer and she has a YouTube channel called Use Drum where she puts out drum covers and she released a first single album in 2021 and is as a soloist and then is currently a drummer for a band called Banduni uh, which you can find on Instagram at Banduni underscore official she was in the subunit AOA black and was a member until 2016 all right that's everybody yeah
So it's time to get into the timeline. So we'll start with debut day. July 30th, 2012, they put out their first single called Angel Story. And the single is called Elvis. Love that horn riff. <laughs> so this song was written by Han Sung Ho, who is the CEO of FNC and will come up a bunch. Like mm-hmm. he participated in a lot of their like title tracks. Yeah. And it seemed like throughout their timeline, they had like two groups of songwriters mm-hmm. that like their songs were from one of these two yes. groups of people. <laughs> uh, other composers are Kim Do Hoon and Lee Sang Ho. And this song peaked at eight on the Gown weekly chart and 85 on the monthly chart. And, and the these mu- are the album charts, yes. not the singles. Just FYI, for the whole timeline, that's what I chose. Great. Um, the music video starts on your standard 2012 fake K-pop street. Yes. Um, and AOA literally fall from the sky <laughs> with angel wings, like, crash down onto the street. But, like, gracefully. Yes. <laughs> and then they're either dancing, like, in a box or on the street for half the music video. Mm-hmm. And then... Halfway through the music video, Yu Kyung falls from the sky. And Not then they turn because she's, she's only, only half angel. <laughs> she falls on her butt and they're all like, oh my oh. gosh. <laughs> and then the band version of them is featured wearing like cool leather and stuff. Yeah. And it honestly is very fun to watch the music video and have it like switch to a band version halfway through. It's pretty cool. Um, and the styling for this, like on the music video and the stages, they have these, I think, pretty cute, like shorts versions of mm. like a 1970s Elvis jumpsuit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the big collar and the jewels and the fringe, yeah. but like in a cute girly way. So those are really fun. But then when they were doing the band stuff, they were wearing like leather jackets yeah. and looking cool. And their debut stage and all the stages for Elvis start with the band girls Mm -hmm. playing instruments and then it cuts to them in different outfits doing the dance part. So they like really combined them both, which is pretty cool. And the band version of the song is really fun. Uh, The lyrics for this one are about falling for someone who's as dynamic as Elvis. (laughs) I fell for you, Elvis, the handsome Elvis. You're my Elvis. Everyone goes crazy for your charm. Um, But so many of the lyrics are just like gibberish, onomatopoeia, like rub-a-dub-dub, sizzle-sizzle, bing-bing, baby, bing-bang-bong-bong, like lots of that. And then just like sha-la-la-la-la, shallow, shallow. These words have no meaning in the context of the song. Like, it's wild. So much of AO, I mean... The Korean wiki said so, but it's true. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) So this little single album had three songs, this title, a ballad, and then a B-side that was composed by CN Blue's Jung Yong Hwa. CN Blue is also an FNC group. Mm -hmm. Um, And it also had the band version of Elvis. And during promotions, they did a flash mob, as was hot at the time. Yes, it was. On August 7th <laughs> with fans. And there's a video called AOA with 50 Angels, if you want to check that out. And the group and the fans danced around different places in the city. Yes. And next up on the timeline, we have on October 10th, 2012, their second single, which was titled Wannabe. And the single was called Get Out. Get Out was written by Che Yongdon, Shin Jimin, and composed by Kim Do-hoon and Lee Sang-ho. 
It peaked at number five on the Gown Weekly and 36 on the Monthly. Uh, and the music video has like a band version in this very cavernous red triangular room with like sort of military style outfits. But then there's a the dance version in like the same room where they're wearing white shorts and these blue sequined tops or white, white pants and with pink, pink sequined sequin tops. tops. Yeah. Um, and then it cuts to like an animated magazine that shows the scenes of all of them in their movie character outfits. Cause for the teasers and the like concept of this, all of the members were a different famous female character from the movies. So Chanmi was Hermione, uh, Choa was Elle Woods, Hyejong was the bride from Kill Bill, Jimin played Matilda from Leon the Professional, which is a movie I don't recognize. Mina Twice did that one in What is Love Too. That's the movie where like child Natalie Portman like helps oh, a hitman yeah. or whatever. I don't know why everyone's so obsessed with the aesthetic. That's of that right. Movie. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's the like choppy bob. Yes, the choppy yeah, yeah, yeah. bob thing. Then Mina was Holly Golightly from Breakfast at Tiffany's. Sol Hyun was Juliet from Romeo and Juliet. And then Yu Kyung is Lee Lu from The Fifth and Element. Uh, and Yuna is Laura Croft from Tomb Raider. Um, but the plot of the music video, like, there isn't really a plot of the music video. And to be honest, the movie character thing, like, there's no reason for it. Yeah. There's, it's totally pointless. It's totally pointless. <laughs> and then at the end, like, the magazine closes and it says, like, AOA magazine yeah, on the like, cover. What is, like, it's, okay. <laughs> I don't know, whatever. They just like got these Halloween costumes and said, put these on. <laughs> um, but the lyrics, this is a breakup song where, you know, I can't believe that I believed everything you said to me, so just get out. The lyrics are, a girl prettier than me, a girl nicer than me. You won't find a girl like that in your life ever again. Snap out of it, fool. <laughs> so they say, pobble, pobble a lot because they're calling you an idiot. Uh, and this is the last release with Yu Kyung on the main titles, and she will continue exclusively as a member of AOA Black. Just as a note, we did not include the AOA Black cream and yeah, white releases. Yeah, we didn't releases. put subunits in the timeline because we talked about it in another episode, and it would have just made it yeah. long and confusing. But And there's so much other stuff to talk about with just AOA, so we're focusing on that. Listen to the subunits episode if you want more <laughs> on that. Um, but the music video for Get Out was actually released two days earlier than it was originally teased as a gift for being so heavily requested by the fans. Well, that's fun. Yeah. Okay, next up, we fast forward a whole year to October 14th, 2013, with their third single called Red Motion. And the single is called Hundra, which means shaking, but the English title is Confused. <laughs> So this one was written by Jimin and Kim Do-hoon, Han Song-ho, Lee Sang-ho, and composed by Do-hoon and Sang-ho. Uh, it peaked at number 12 on the Gown Weekly and 40 on the Gown Digital. And the music video has them in front of like a wall of spotlights. Mm -hmm. and there's yeah, like, like the a, end of Chicago. Yes, and there's a leather couch in the middle and they're wearing like really tiny black dresses with high heels or tight white pants or super sexy black leather lace shirts yeah they have multiple outfits in it but the, the whole music video starts with like a very ethereal like angel they're all in white and it's so like soft jazzy and the opening's opening. kind of r&b and mm -hmm. like very different yeah. from the other stuff yeah like slowly builds in which is fun 
And the choreo, to me, reminds me a lot of the Sistar Alone leg dance, which had come out like a year before. Yeah. So like, I think they were kind of drawing from that same vibe. Mm. Um, and the music video doesn't have like any kind of plot or anything. It's just the girls dancing seductively, yeah. which I did realize feels kind of wild looking at it from today's lens because two of the members are like 17. Oh, yes. I, <laughs> I also noted, though, like in while watching this, that it's almost shocking to see this sexy choreo at this point like watching it at the time I think I wouldn't have really batted an eye at it but like watching it today is like oh like so many butts and like such short shorts and like look at all these legs like it's a little bit shocking yeah. to see it now which is just funny um, and the teasers had them in like white lace dresses wearing blindfolds in like very bright white rooms to really sell the angelic vibes. Mm -hmm. And that's that like first opening shot of the music video until it immediately cuts to sexy, <laughs> which is what they did on all of the stages. Uh, the lyrics are about being into someone who is a bad choice for you, but you just can't help it. It says, I get confused when I see you. Why do you confuse me without anyone knowing? You come and you go and my heart goes, ooh, ooh. <laughs> uh, both tracks on this little single album were co-written co by Leader Jimin. Next up, on January 16th, 2014, they released their fourth single, which was titled Mini Skirt. Uh, and the single had the same name, but we're not going to play a clip of it because this is their most watched music video. So we're going to save that for the end of the random game. Uh, but the song was written and produced by Brave Brothers, along with Elephant Kingdom and Cha Kun. So this kind of starts a new era yes, for Yes, the AOA, Brave Brothers the era. The Brave Brothers era, uh, which I think is their most iconic yeah, era. I would arguably. agree. Uh, this got them their first music show trophy on Inkigayo in February, 550 days after debut. And it was downloaded over 1 million times in 2014. The album peaked at number nine on Gown Weekly and 11 on the Gown Digital Chart, which was their first top 20 entry on that list. It went to number one on the Gown Social and eight on the Billboard K-Pop Hot 100. It also peaked at number three on the Oricon Daily Singles Chart and 13 on the Weekly, which is a Japanese uh, music, music chart. chart. And they released a Japanese version for their Japanese debut later in the year on October 1st. So this is the year that they started Japanese activities. Um, and those activities included being the only South Korean girl group to perform at the A-Nation Music Festival in Tokyo on August 17th. This music video is just butts. So many butts. Um, the dance scenes, they we're going to talk about it when we watch it later, but it just cuts between the girls in like suggestive places like beds or cars or dressing rooms, removing their shoes and their stockings. And again, just butts, butts, <laughs> butts and everywhere. Butts. All the butts to see. Um, the styling in the concept, of course, was mini skirts, either like an A-line office worker thing or mini dresses with nude panelings on the side that is very suggestive. So we're ramping up the sexy, which has always been turned up pretty high in AOA to begin with. Yes. Solhyun was missing from the promos because she had gotten hurt practicing curling for Isaac, which I think we talked about in our Isaac <laughs> injury list, probably. Yep. Uh, and for some reason, FNC put a random dancer in her place, which is 
very odd because we really don't see that very often, except for when like Lay toured with EXO. Right. But like, usually... I know that sometimes like, yeah, they'll put a dancer in like a boy choreo if they need them for a lift, but they won't feature it much. Yeah. But in these, like during Solhyun's lines, the random dancer is like, lip syncing and getting full close-ups and so it's like weird. who are you yeah so <laughs> odd so, so straight i wonder who that person is and like what happened to them but anyway this era is very important in their history the military reality show real men was on the air at the time and this song was chosen by the soldiers as their number one song which rose them to the top of the real-time searches and cemented their presence in the culture so we've talked about this before but like the songs and the groups that are most popular with soldiers, that's pretty big, like, for those groups. I would love to do a whole, a whole episode about it. Like, they call it the Millboard, mm, like, the yeah, military yeah, yeah. billboard of, like, mm -hmm. what songs are popular with soldiers right now. And it's, like, a whole subgenre of K-pop. And there yeah. are groups that, like, most people don't know about that are the most popular group mm -hmm. to the military. Like Brave Girls, yes. we've talked about where the majority of their career has just been touring for military performances. And I feel like this was something I knew about AOA, was that they were really popular with the military. Um, I don't know why that's something that I knew about <laughs> them, but it is. Yeah. <laughs> All right, next up on June 19th, 2014, they put out their first EP called Short Hair, and the single is also called Short Hair. So this song was written and produced by Brave Brothers and Elephant Kingdom, and the two of them wrote this whole EP. Uh, plus Star Wars. Some producer that, oh, tag another named Star Wars. Star Wars. Okay, yeah, okay. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they were on like two of the tracks. Okay, I see, I see. <laughs> uh, this song peaked at number four on the Gowan Weekly Singles Chart and 11. Album. Album chart, sorry. Mm -hmm. And 11 on monthly. And the music video has them in like sexy job costumes. Like if for Halloween. But like spirit Halloween Yes, like if you were costumes. like, I'm a waitress. Mm -hmm. I'm a cop. Mechanic. It's like the and sexy. And I do my mechanics, mechanicking in hot pink short shorts. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, and they dance in front of like a hair salon and assorted little box sets that match their jobs. And also comedian Lee Gokju, she plays like a gross dude mm -hmm. who's like harassing a stewardess on an airplane in the music video. She just like shows up at different places, like making their jobs harder. Uh, and yeah, they're all just generally struggling at work. Um, and all of the members by the end of the music video have short hair. Some of them are wigs, mm -hmm. but some of them did cut their hair short for this. And then at the very end, there's like a tag where Gukju comes to the salon and they all like dance and it's very funny. It's so cute. Um, and yeah, the styling of this one, four of the members actually did cut their hair short. Choa already had her short hair, mm -hmm. but like some of She others, cut it even shorter though. Yes. And they joined her. Um, and it looked great and they got a lot of praise for it. And people were like, should I cut my hair short? Like, you know, yeah. it was a bit of a trend. Um, and they wore the cute, sexy job costumes on stage. But the fun thing is that they all were the same colors. Yeah. Like they are all in their little cop mechanic, cheerleader, whatever. But like they're all coral pink or mm -hmm. they're all light mint or like yeah. they all matched. And I just thought they, they were, were so, so cute. cute. So freaking cute. Oh my God. I loved all these outfits. The little, there's one scene in the music video where they're all wearing not exactly the same outfit, but 
it's all flight attendant style. Mm-hmm. Fuck, it's so cute. It's so cute. <laughs> it's so goddamn cute. The little hats. The little hats. <gasps> so the lyrics to this one are about being insecure about your looks, but having a new crush. And should I cut my hair before I start this new love? Mm-hmm. It, the lyrics say, I'll cut my hair short and forget about the past. I'll be reborn. It's going to be fine. Great stuff. Love it. Everybody loves so good. Wash that man right out of your hair. Uh, So this EP had five tracks with two instrumentals, and they also released a song called Choayo as a single and used it to promote their first DVD and photo book. Ooh la la. Next on the timeline is November 11th, 2014, when they released their second EP called Like a Cat uh, with a single of the same name. This song was also written and produced by Brave Brothers with Chakun and JS. It went, it won first place on Show Champion and peaked at number three on the Gown Weekly album and seven on the monthly charts. Uh, and the single went on to number seven on the Billboard World Digital Singles. They released a Japanese version the following year in February, which went to number four on the Oricon Weekly Singles and number 10 on the Japan Hot 100. Uh, And the music video for this is a cat burglar concept. So there's this white guy covered in tattoos with this huge diamond in a big vault. And then all of the members use their like seduction and sneaking skills to steal this diamond. And ultimately, like he catches them like as they're cracking open the the safe and that like two of them are at the safe. And then all the rest of the members just like descend upon (laughs) these huge dudes and like kick them. And it's pretty fun. Um, the styling and the concepts, lots of leather, super high boots. Um, they had like over the knee boots with like little red trench coats or like over the knee boots with their tiny black booty shorts and red leather cat burglar outfits. Mm-hmm. And in the music video, they have these like very silly, fancy, like masquerade masks mm-hmm. that don't really, they're like too fancy to be burglar masks, <laughs> but whatever. Um, and I had to note that. This is a common theme throughout all of AOA stages, but the safety shorts on the stages (laughs) of the, of this song, they're so long because the shorts are so short that you get like a full, like three inches of safety short underneath. And it's really, really silly. Um, but the lyrics to this are, I'm hot and you like me. You're my wolf and you're my cat. It says, I'll surprise you. I'll walk lightly towards you. When you're asleep, I'll hold you gently. I'll surprise you. And they have like very like little kitty cat paws. The, in the choreo to choreo. this is like so incredibly iconic. Yeah. And I feel like this year... This dance was the dance that mm-hmm. everyone did on Weekly Idol. All the groups did it in their little fan signs. The yeah. boys would do it as a joke. Like, this was the thing. Because the Korean title is Sapun Sapun, which means, like, lightly, lightly. Mm-hmm. And so that's what they're saying when they do the little kitty paws. Yeah. And, like, it was just, like, it was a moment. It was a real moment. Yeah, this was one that, as I was watching it, for this deep dive, I was like, oh, I know this. Like, this <laughs> this is here in my brain somewhere. I, I already knew this. Um, but this EP had six tracks total with two lyric credits for Jimin. All right. Moving on to June 22nd, 2015. Third EP called Heart Attack. And the single is also called Heart Attack. Yeah. 
This song was written and produced by Brave Brothers, Chakun, Mr. Kong, Elephant Kingdom, and Lee Jong-min. They got three music show trophies for this on Show Champion, Music Core, and The Show. And it peaked at number two on the Gaon Weekly album chart and six on the monthly. And the music video starts with all of the AOAs being bad at lacrosse mm-hmm. and they're playing against boys who are wearing full pads and helmets and the girls are wearing like like they have no padding no uniform it's like who let these children onto the field also Solhyun is not on the team she's in the stands looking disappointed at them (laughs) she's Um, the coach and then Choa gets knocked down by a boy and then when he helps her up she like falls in love with him so then the rest of the music video has the girls like dancing sexily or literally undressing in a locker Mm -hmm. room or like getting dressed in the locker either way it's too sultry Or they're in, like, the most chaotic classroom of all time. With a white guy as the teacher. Just always note that because when he's, like, blurry in the background, just, like, he's literally, like, reading out of a book, walking up and down while chaos Mm. erupts everywhere. And he's, like, blurry in the background, and I thought he was Andy Samberg. (laughs) (laughs) And Choa's, like, trying to confess to the boy, but, like, he doesn't notice her and other stuff. And and the girl's stop her too I guess because he's like a rival or whatever yeah but also that doesn't make sense because um at the game it was home versus guests and the girls were home and the boys were guests but they go to the, but same, they go to the school. same school anyway nobody knows how sports work <laughs> also when they're doing the lacrosse game later all of the boys in the stands are wearing basketball jerseys <laughs> Well, and even when the girls get their shit, because there's like a new girl at school, which is one of the members, and then she helps them get better at lacrosse and gives them like new outfits, but the outfits still don't match. Like they're they're all blue and yellow, but it's not a uniform. Right. And they still don't play with pets. (laughs) But the concept was like generally sporty outfits. Like they have these really cute like white tennis dresses, but they're also wearing like tiny cheer shorts and like sports bras and cropped football jerseys and just like general sexy sporty outfits Um, and the teasers had them dressed as lacrosse players in the yellow and blue outfits Um, the lyrics are like I have such a big crush on you wow oh my I keep getting a heart attack the more I see you it's like a heart attack what do I do I just want to be in your arms baby (laughs) and the choreo like when they're saying heart attack like they're doing the kung kung like heart pounding they just like underline their boobs with their hands and and, well they do it like (laughs) as they lean forward like sexily so it's just like the boobs it's it's very funny they're just Uh, so sexy so sexy uh they released both a japanese and chinese version of this song and filmed a separate music video for the japanese release Next on the timeline is October 4th, 2015. So a few months later, they had a fan meeting called the 2015 AOA Heart Attack in Seoul. This was the group's first fan meeting, and it was held at Gedang Hall at Sangmyong Art Center in Seoul. Uh, but member Yu Kyung, who had not participated in any of the activities in over a year, was a part of it. So they like brought her out of the basement. <laughs> hey, come on over. They had follow-up events in Taipei and Hong Kong that were held on the 10th and 11th of October of that month. Next on the timeline, uh, May 10th, 2016, there was a pretty big controversy about Jimin and Solhyun not knowing Korean history. So there was an episode of their own reality show called Channel AOA where these two members were playing a game where they basically had like a huge poster board that had a bunch of pictures of historical figures and they needed to like name all of them. 
And they got to a historical figure whose name is An Jung-gun, who was an independence activist who assassinated a Japanese politician in 1911 mm. and like kicked off a whole bunch of shit. And they didn't recognize him. The people were giving them hints, still wasn't clicking. They had to look it up and were like, oh, I don't know anything about this. So everyone got super, super mad at them for like not understanding history. And it was like pointed out on the actual like regular news as an example of a rising trend of young people not knowing their history anymore. Jesus. So it was like a really big deal. And it was something that like got brought up in comment sections anytime these members came up for like years and years. And it just like, it became like a very big thing of like, they were an example of like, the kids don't know history anymore. I feel like that's very unfair mm -hmm. considering that they didn't finish traditional yeah, they school. they don't go to school. <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so just a few days, like the same week that that controversy broke, AOA was promoting their fourth EP, which they released on May 16th of 2016. It was titled Good Luck with a single of the same name. <laughs> This song was written by Jang Yeon Jong, innovator Han Song Ho, and composed by Matthew Tischler, Aaron Benward, and Felicia Barton. This won them two music show wins on the show and show champion, but they technically also at the time won Music Bank on May 27th, beating out twice Cheer Up, uh, which immediately made fans very suspect about the results. So they basically called for a recount and KBS revealed two days later that they had miscalculated the scores, like just basic human error. Somebody typed it in wrong to the Excel spreadsheet and AOA had actually come in second after twice. So they didn't take away the trophy from AOA. They just gave a new one to twice and apologized for the mix up. Um, but so technically that one got three, but not really. I also saw, I couldn't like I couldn't get the like full gist of it because weird bad translation or whatever. But also one of these trophies was disputed that like maybe 17 was supposed to win it. Like this weird, this era was like rife with miscalculations or Yikes. something. I don't know. Cause they're just relying on a guy with a spreadsheet. <laughs> like that's literally what KBS said was like, somebody put the wrong number into the spreadsheet. Like, <laughs> Oops. Sorry. <laughs> Um, but anyway, it did peak at number two on the Gown Weekly and 10 on the Monthly. It sold more than 41,000 copies by July, which made it AOA's fastest selling album at the time and possibly ever, I think. Um, but they also released a Japanese version, which debuted at number four and then stayed in the top 10 for a while. The music video was filmed in Guam and it shows them as lifeguards by day and then like going out partying by night and dancing on fire trucks like the halfway through I don't know the concept is odd because like the dance scenes they're wearing these like all matching black outfits with these black fringe skirts and like little boots in front of like a fire truck and a like off-roading vehicle mm -hmm. and like all these weird cars and it has nothing to do with the concept of them being lifeguards, lifeguards on this right. island but whatever general uh first responders yes. i don't know yeah 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 <laughs> so the music video was criticized in relation to the recent controversy for having japanese cars in the music video so this was proof that jimin and sohyun hate korea and love japan or something like that <laughs> i don't know 
but it did come out like six days after the controversy. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. you know, people, people were, were still pissed and looking for everything. So even though I'm sure the girls had no say in which cars got put on the music video yeah. set or the fact that it was filmed outside of whatever. Anyway, like I said, the styling and concept for this was Lifeguards, and they released two versions of the album, The Week, which was the Lifeguards, and then Weekend, which is like the party The party side. dresses, yeah. The lyrics are about being uh, like, you're good luck, I'm a good luck charm, but also good luck getting to me because I'm so awesome, and you better try harder than that. It says, good luck forever you like me, good luck forever I like you, good luck reach out your hand, lucky lucky, good luck I'm your lucky lucky. And the word lucky happens so often in these lyrics, I can no longer read that word as a real word. Yeah, It has lost all meaning to me. I do have a very soft spot for this song, though, because we did learn this in our dance class and it was our first year of doing like Korean festivals. And when we performed Good Luck, one of the girls made us essentially they were black outfits but in red like we all had little matching tops and like little fringe Fringe skirts skirts to go over our shorts and it was so fun and good and I'll never forget this dance as long as I live. Yeah, it's in there for sure. Uh, This EP, yes, it was an EP, had five tracks total with three lyric credits for Jimin, and they also released a song called Cherry Pop off of it as a single. Next up on June 11th, 2016, they had another fan meeting called AOA Mini Live, parentheses, good luck to Elvis, and it was a fan meeting slash mini concert held at the same place as the last one. Um, And then just a little bit later on August 9th, 2016, there was a controversy, which was that Solhyun is dating Zico. And this is when Dispatch released the very famous pictures of her running out of the cab in her little dresses. There's like so many pictures of her getting out of the cab and then sprinting into this apartment building. Um, We discussed this a lot in the fifth episode of this podcast. Um, The pictures had been taken like over five months there were so many so pictures. many she's wearing like almost the exact she has like 20 different dresses. little striped dresses they're all long <laughs> sleeve and they end right underneath her butt and she just like runs in with a cap in this tiny dress and there's like 20 different outfits <laughs> it's wild um and both companies for like fnc and whatever company block b was under i don't remember more or less admitted to the relationship by calling them quote Close colleagues with good feelings. <laughs> but yeah, it was a it was a legendary dating moment in K-pop, and there were lots of memes with the running pictures just because yeah. everyone was like, girl was trying so hard to run away, and she they was got trying, her anyway. But every they needed like a different drop-off point or yeah. something. Like, like we the said garage. in the episode, why didn't he give her like a garage clicker? Yeah. There was like there was a way around this. Back door, alleyway. <laughs> I don't know, man. Anyway, now moving into 2017, on January 1st, they released their first full album called Angels Knock with the single called Excuse Me. song was written by Brave Brothers, Chakun, Eric Lidbaum, C.R. Kim, and Han Songho. 
It won three music shows, two on Show Champion and one M Countdown. It peaked, the single peaked at 22 and the album sold 35,000 physical copies and the album itself reached number three on the weekly gown chart. Uh, the music video is just like old timey detectives. The whole thing has kind of like a 30s, 40s mm -hmm. vibe to the costumes. Every single costume is beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> there are vintage cars, vintage clothes, like the sepia wash coloring, and this AOA detective agency is like tailing a man in a red suit with a hat. And they're like undercover, like, oh, Jimin like spills water on his gloves so that she can get his fingerprint. And like, they're trying to like investigate him. For what? We don't know. It doesn't matter. It doesn't ever um, matter. Yeah. They don't show us. At the end, he takes the hat off. But like, uh, but, we like, still don't know what he there, did. There's like a real <laughs> moment, but it's like, who is that? What does his face matter? I don't know. Um, but the whole styling and concept for this was just like adorable Sherlock Holmes outfits. They have these like little hats and these little capes and they wore them on the stage and they were just so cute and the music i don't think they wore these on i didn't see a stage of them but on the, these, music but the video. music video one of the dance sets on like a fake street is them wearing these like cute little like bell sleeve pink pink shirts with these blue navy blue pinstripe bell bottom overalls that are so <laughs> fucking cute. They're so cute. They're so cute. cute. They're so cute. So cute. Oh, this whole Lo thing is uh, so good. I love it. I love it. Uh, the lyrics say, excuse me, baby, look at me and see that I want you. It's kind of just like a, ahem, hello, I like you. Excuse me, excuse me. Excuse me, excuse me. The physical album had two versions, one for excuse me and one for bing bing, which was the second single they released. Technically, the two songs were supposed to have these opposite concepts where Excuse Me was supposed to be innocent and Bing Bing was supposed to be alluring. But AOA doesn't do innocent con like <laughs> yeah. the the innocent concept of them in a of in excuse me like oh, okay one of the sets they're wearing a full skirt and one of the sets they're wearing pants but then in the main set where they're wearing their little Sherlock capes they have khaki colored panties on. Yes. Like it, panties. Yes. They're not shorts. Yes. <laughs> so they're both very sexy. But the second single was Bing Bing and it does have a different vibe. song was written by Han Song-ho, Murray, and Hyuk Shin, and it peaked as a single at 47. The music video is like a Vegas magician concept, so they're all dancing and posing in front of like huge cards and a big top hat, like one of them's in a water tank and one of them is using rings and they're all doing different like cheesy Magic tricks. clothes changing, making birds appear, yeah. like <laughs> all that good stuff. But to be honest, it looks pretty cheap. It does. It, it like weirdly, I think they used the whole budget on the excuse, like yeah, getting all the sets and cars for They left for this me. one yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> because this is like their cheapest music video. I would agree all the music videos on this list but so the concept and the styling for it they had like teeny tiny little onesies with these little collars or short silk robes so alluring mm -hmm. um, and the lyrics are saying breathtakingly bing bing don't you know body sign my wet lips gross Ew. <laughs> 
Uh, all right. March 11th, 2017, they had their very first actual concert. It was called Ace of Angels, and it was held at the Olympic Hall in Seoul, which has 3,000 seats. It was a two-and-a-half-hour concert where they performed 32 songs, including solo stages for all of the members. Damn. Huge So, concert. like, a real concert. Yeah. But right after this concert, there was a couple of months of a pretty long controversy ending ultimately in a departure. So, in May... Fans were starting to get worried because no one had, like, seen or heard from Choa since the concert in March. Mm. So the company stated on May 6th that she was taking a break for personal reasons. And then Choa herself essentially repeated this statement on the 16th on her own Instagram. But on the 17th, rumors broke out that Choa was dating a marine valve chable. I had to, I was like, what is this company? Is- and they make marine valves, which is oh. just like... I thought marine valve chable. I was like, okay, so he's like an heir, right? To this uh-huh. like, co- but I was like, but he's a marine. No, no, what no. What is a marine valve? No, I get it. The company that he will is like rich from. Yes, makes, makes like marine valves. pipes and tourneys for ocean stuff. Cool. I don't know. Great. But either way, he's very rich. Uh, And his name is Lee Sokjin. And the rumor was that they had been set up by Heechul. Heechul immediately comes out and is like, I'm not close to either of those people. I didn't do this. (laughs) Like, Leave me out of it. (laughs) And Choa denied it all on her Instagram and told people to stop speculating about why she was on a break. So then on June 4th, all of the AOA members sang the congratulatory song at somebody's wedding and Choa was there. But Mm. this is like a personal activity, like someone's wedding. On the 16th, AOA had a public performance, but Choa was not present for that. So everybody's like really speculating why is she like busy with her personal Mm. life, but she's not doing official business. So on June 22nd, Choa posts on her Instagram that she is withdrawing from AOA. She stated that she was suffering from insomnia and depression and like doesn't want to keep bringing negative attention to the group with everybody being like, where are you? When are you coming back? So she was like, I'll just be out. Mm. And she said that she had like no intention of continuing any kind of celebrity life. Like she was not doing this to go solo. Like she's just like done. And hopes that maybe with time she could come back. But like for now, she can't do it anymore. Then the next day, Sports Soul releases a bunch of pictures with this guy on vacation in Japan. Dun, dun, dun. So Choa has to get online and she immediately denies. She says she's not pregnant. She's not getting married. <laughs> like she did not leave the group to date this guy because by the way, you can date and keep your job and dating is not a crime. I mean, God forbid a woman does anything. Yeah. And she also says that she was in Japan with her sisters who are in some of the pictures. So like, that's not a lie. She was on vacation with her sisters. This guy is a guy she happens to know. He was helping her and her sisters like get taxis around Japan and they're not dating. But if they were, it wouldn't be a crime. Like it's a kind of, it's like a very, she doesn't really admit to anything, but more or less is just like, leave me the fuck alone. Yeah. So then on June 30th, FNC officially confirms that she has withdrawn from the group, but she is still under contract with them and that's their own business to work out. But like, Mm -hmm. she's not going to be in the group anymore. So that was the end of that. And I believe 
as we said in the members, like she just let her contract run out mm-hmm. and like they didn't demand anything else of her, which is kind of nice of the as the far company, as we know, as far I mean, as companies. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. As far as we know, it seems like they let her just like run out the clock, which is, you know, it's something. Yeah. Next on the timeline, we have on um, May 28th, 2018, they released their fifth EP, Bingle Bangle, with the single of the same name. So now they have only six members, uh, and this song is written by Eric Nyholm, Krista Siegfrieds, Christopher Carlson, and Kim Do-hoon, and Jimin helped with the lyrics. It reached number four on the Weekly Gown digital chart and number three on the Billboard World and sold 21,000 physical copies. Uh, The music video has like an 8-bit video game motif, and the members exist in this roller skating waitress-themed game that somebody in big baggy short overalls is playing in the bedroom and then eventually like the girl playing in the bedroom gets sucked into the game um and they had like denim shorts with little ring neck tees and like tube socks as their main look for this they cut yuna's hair really short and dyed it blonde like trying to replace it felt like they were trying to fill the visual hole of like someone in this group needs to have short blonde hair well it did kind of become a signature (laughs) for them so it was like how are they gonna know it's aoa if we don't have the blonde bob Um, But the lyrics say, come on, baby, don't be shy. Shake your butt, bingle, bangle. Um, And a lot of talk about trembling from the heat of excitement of you coming closer. Um, So, yeah, this song has like a super iconic whistle. Um, I don't know why this one's so cemented in my brain. And also the music video to me was like, have we talked about this on the show before? I don't know. know. Like, did it come up in a 2018 trend of like... like Music video songs or whistle songs whistle or songs something. Maybe I don't know. But this song is very interesting because, like, it still feels like very sexy and that, like, you know, they all have like body yaddy yaddy and they're very tight clothes. But and they're teeny tiny shorts. Is something more like innocent and playful about it? Totally. Well, this is the first one where I think they get to wear sneakers. True. So they're not in heels, and it's a very casual concept. Like they, aside from uh, the lifeguard concept, good luck, where they didn't really do the light like they I feel like on the stages for good luck they usually went with the sexy vibes instead of they the, wore like, the bathing suit. I mean there's one stage where they are wearing the Baywatch bathing, the bathing suits, suits and the little okay, shorts they do it at least once I don't remember if they're wearing sneakers in that one but this was no, like they're a much wearing more the, they're wearing the little the the sneakers pumps. with the the yeah, sneakers the that have pumps. the wedge in them yeah, yeah, so yeah. they're still up on their but calves. here they're like wearing tube socks and flat on the ground and like they're, you know, they're wearing very short shorts, but they're wearing like t-shirts and it was just a much more casual concept, yeah. which they don't usually do. And even though the lyrics are like, come on, baby, shake your butt. The choreo isn't as sexy as it usually yeah. is. Um, and it just feels more fun as opposed to alluring. Agre- agreed. Yeah. Agreed. All right. Next up, June 30th, 2018, they had another fan meeting called 2018 AOA 2 Elvis Fan Meeting. 
Uh, and it was held at the Sung Kyung Kwan University New Millennium Hall, which only has 800 seats in it. And this was the first fan meeting since Choa left, and it was reportedly very sparsely attended. Oops. So, like, losing Choa did have a huge impact on their popularity. Yeah. Yikes. Well, she was one of the more popular members. And like I said at the beginning, her and Jimin were, like, the only names. Like, right. I knew Choa's name. For sure. Mm-hmm. Then on May 13th, 2019, so almost a year later, we have another departure. Mina will be leaving AOA to pursue her acting career at another company. So they also tack on to this announcement that Choa's contract has expired. So she's officially released from the group. So two contracts up. Neither choose to renew yes. and they both fly away. I believe everybody else did renew because I was reading that mm-hmm. like in April before this, there was a lot of speculation of like, it's time for AOA's contracts to come yeah. up. What are they going to do? So only Mina like left and Choa mm-hmm. got out. Stayed out. Yeah. So next up on August, in August of 2019, AOA had a very big opportunity and that they were asked to join brand new competition show. Queendom. So this show was advertised to be a competition between six girl groups to determine who was the real queen of K-pop. So the remaining five members of AOA joined the cast as their first like real activity in a year and a half. Mm -hmm. And they received a lot of positive attention for their reimagined cover of Mamamoo's Egotistic. So this was performed on episode three and four and they wore like suits and then they danced with drag queens. Mm -hmm. So there was like a lot of spectacle and the version of the song was really interesting and good. And I think it like charted and we talked about it on the show because like the song was like, have y'all seen this? It was so good. It's very good. Highly worth watching the whole performance. Um, And ultimately, AOA came in fifth place on the first season of Queendom, but appearing on the show did, like, raise their public profile and got them some new fans, which, as noted, had been steadily dropping off since they lost Choa. Mm -hmm. So this, like, seemed like it was going to be like, oh, is AOA going to get reborn now? On October 30th, 2019, they put out a special release, which was the Queendom final comeback that they put out. And it was titled, Sorry. This song was written by Diedrich and Sebastian Thought, Brooke Williams and Christopher, with Korean lyrics by Jimin and FNC's CEO Han Song-ho. This was their finale stage for Queendom, and then they released the song as a part of their album a month later. The styling and concept for the finale stage was a Wild West concept where the girls are wearing like old school Western wear um, and hats, and then they like throw the hats off. And Chanmi does this like full choreographed fight with the men in the middle where she does that crazy Black Widow thigh neck spin, and it's bananas. (laughs) It's bananas. And it also is like, I don't know, because this song. It's very cool. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. It's way slower and like more gentle and mellow than literally anything in their entire discography. It's a totally different vibe 
from the kind of stuff they usually put out. And they're also very covered up on Mm -hmm. this finale stage. Most clothes they've ever worn on stage, I would put money on it. But the Western theme didn't really fit the vibe of the song, in my opinion. It just, like, seemed sort of arbitrary and then there's like this whole dance break like the the fight break and the dance break that happened in the middle of the song for the finale performance was just kind of like well this you're like turning it up and making it special for the stage but it doesn't necessarily fit i do feel like that's a huge symptom of every queendom and kingdom everything as i think a lot of the times you can tell that like they're just like one thing came first or someone was like i want them to look like this i want them to do this kind of stunt but then like the song doesn't always match like i think that kind of happens on those shows a lot and i wish i knew more about their queendom season because this is the only one i didn't watch i watched (laughs) all the other ones but i've never gone back to watch regular first first queendom um but yeah The lyrics to this song are like a I don't believe that you're sorry kind of breakup song. It says, what's the ending to freeze to death with your love? Love without an answer. Bye, bye, bye. The stop, the stop, the love. So on November 26, 2019, they released their sixth EP called New Moon. And the single is called Come See Me. This song was written by Kim Do-hoon and Young Bae with lyrics by Jimin and Han Sung-ho. It sold 15,000 physical copies and reached number 51 on the Gaon singles chart, but got all the way to eight on the Billboard world. In the music video, the members are all like seemingly different kinds of assassins. Mm-hmm. There's lots of guns and assorted weaponry. Like big bows and arrows and things. And the outfits in the dance section are like kind of vintage cowboy in vibes like they're like khaki suits with little vests but the hats are not cowboy but they're not not western either it's more of like (laughs) an old school mexican cowboy because they have like the cummerbunds and the high waists and the like bolero cut jackets and the hat but the hat is flat brimmed which is much more of like a mexican style hat um so that that's what it read to me I also noticed that Chanmi is like fully a center in yeah. this comeback. 100%. Like she went from being the like Makna who didn't get shown that much to like she's owning this comeback with her red, red hair and like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, the lyrics say, I want you, please hurry before the sun comes up. Come and see me. Do you know how my heart flutters when I hear your footsteps? Um, but unfortunately, the comeback showcase for this was canceled because Guhara passed away the day before it came out. Um, so it was uh, a little anticlimactic for their like big post queendom comeback. But you did find one stage yes, to put there on the is playlist. One, but so like, there's yeah. one, and then I it think all they might have had short. to do yeah. them a week later or yeah. something like that. Okay, we have now reached the point where we get to our very uncomfortable drama. So if you want to nope out and come back when we watch the music video, I will put the timestamp in the description. Mm-hmm. Okay. So on July 3rd, 2020, all of this stuff kicks off when former member Mina posts on her Instagram that, quote, a certain Unny member 
had bullied her for 10 years. And she detailed an incident where she had been scolded in the closet of a waiting room because her father was hospitalized with cancer and she was upset. And she says that Jimin pulled her into a closet and was like, get it together. She said a member. Uh, oh, sorry. The- she said a member. I haven't revealed Spoiler. that part yet. She says a member pulled her into the closet and told her to like, get it together. Cause she was quote, ruining the mood. So Mina had up before this been like very publicly suffering through a lot of tough times and had posted a photo of her hand on a diary that many believed she was showing self-harm scars in the photo. And somebody commented, go away, you bitch, on this photo, which prompted her to just post two separate posts that were just huge walls of text speaking about how like hurt she was uh, at quote what one of her members had done and that she continues to suffer to this day. So then everybody goes into detective mode because there are only three members of AOA that are older than Mina. And since the statement had alleged that this member had gotten special treatment when her father died and Mina was forced to keep a smile on when her father was dying. This meant that it could only be Jimin mm. because Jimin's father had passed like Earlier. at some point. So then Jimin posted on her Instagram co- story a single Korean word, which I have seen translated as novel, story, or fiction, mm-hmm. like something like that. And that's yeah. all she posted, implying that this is a made up story. So Amina immediately shoots back with like six more really long posts. And one of them started with novel. I only said one thing out of a 10,000 billion, like a million zeros. And they're, the posts are really rambly and really sad. Like she was just clearly not okay. And she keeps referencing all of the like medicine that she has to take and how much she constantly self harms. And she does call out Jimin by name in these posts and blames her 100% for her departure from AOA. Like I left and it was all Jimin's fault. So then eight hours later, Mina makes another post apologizing for getting so upset and causing everybody to worry. And she says that all of the members and the managers had showed up at her house after she made these posts and that Jimin came in angry, ready to fight her. And that Jimin had said, go get that knife of yours. If you want me to die. Mina says that Jimin didn't remember anything that she ever did to her and was alleging that she like apologized anyway, but that she did not accept this apology. So then at 6.30 p.m. on July 4th, Jimin posts an apology to Instagram, but she was immediately criticized because the comments were turned off on this apology. Mm. So then people felt like she was hiding because then nobody could comment on it. And she ended up reposting it three different times to like change the wording. Like she changed uh, the words since like sorry to sincerely sorry. And one statement ended with, I thank all my members. And she changed it to, I'm sorry to the members. Mm -hmm. And like she edited it a bunch of times because everything she posted was getting so much backlash. So then in response to this, Mina made another very angry post, essentially saying that she doesn't believe the apology and added in the 
seemingly very unrelated detail that Jimin would bring guys back to the dorm for sex and that Mina had to keep it a secret. So this was part of her burden. So messy. And ended the post with the quote, you win, I lose. But the fact that this post included the phrase before I go and the phrase I will get you back before I die caused the management to go do a wellness check on Mina. They said she was fine. The next day on July 5th, FNC officially apologized for the incident through a statement and announced as of this time, Jimin will leave AOA and stop all entertainment activities. Which is pretty wild. Like, I, I just need to emphasize yeah, that all of that happened. That statement that Jimin is going to leave two days later. Mm-hmm. That is how quickly and how, like, horrible everything that was coming out. Like, if you didn't know, like, this happened in 2020 when, like, I feel like there were obviously, yes, there was a lot going on, but also AOA hadn't really been doing anything for a while. So, and Mina had not been a part of AOA for a while either. So I feel like when the news broke, a lot of people who were like, they may not have known who AOA was. So they were just like seeing headlines about things and maybe kind of like not paying attention to it or whatever. But this was so dramatic that it only took two days for Jimin to get officially booted from the group. Mm Mm-hmm. And she was arguably their most famous member yeah. at, at this time. And the leader and everything. The leader, like the signature rapper, like very, very important center member. But unfortunately, throughout the rest of the month, Mina kept making posts like every week or so, sometimes posting very graphic, very bloody self-harm photos. And on August 8th, she posted a suicide note calling out Jimin, Sol Hyun, and the FNC CEO by name, telling them that when she was dead, they better pay all of her debts because this is their fault. It was like very, very intense. And the photo was so graphic and awful that like everyone who saw it immediately called 119, which is 911 in Korea. And someone got to her and she was hospitalized. And so then the netizens immediately turned on Solhyun as well, because mm-hmm. this was the first time she had been named in any of this. On August 11th, when she got out of the hospital, Mina posts, but then immediately deletes a post defending all of the AOA members and FNC saying that like she was wrong. She didn't mean any of it, but then she took it down. So on the 12th, her current agency deleted her Instagram and said that she needed to be off the internet and focus on her treatment. Ay, 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 which is probably the best choice for sure, but yikes. All of that is horrible. And it's not over. Unfortunately, there's more. Okay, strap it. Okay, so quickly... Just random, on January 1st, 2021, Yuna's contract expired, so she is out of AOA officially. Probably, because she was like, get me the fuck out of this mess. (laughs) Then on May 5th, 2021, Mina returns to social media, does more self-harm photos, more public crying for help, posts another series of screeds attacking netizens who don't believe her anymore, saying she wants a better apology from Jimin. She wants to see her face-to-face. It's so sad. Is she also re-hospitalized during this time? I Maybe it's mm. possible. It was, like, very confusing, but she would just, like, 
take to the internet, post awful things, disappear for a while. And at this point, netizens started to turn on Mina and people were alleging that the photos she was posting were from Russian gore sites mm. and that she like wasn't They're actually not her. hurting herself, that she was just like doing these upsetting cry for helps, like whatever, I won't comment on that. But like people, the public sentiment is starting to turn against Mina because it's like been a year mm -hmm. and she's still bringing all of this stuff up. So on September 7th, 2021, Dispatch releases a full transcript of the time that they all came to her house. Like when it yeah, first. On July 3rd. Yeah. When this first broke. Which, how did they get this transcript? Like I've, who recorded this that conversation? One of the managers must have recorded it. And I feel like they probably released it to Dispatch just to be like, we're not like before Mina can say anything else. Like, here's, here's what happened. exactly what happened. Lord. So they released both a text chat log of Mina and Jimin texting after Jimin's father's funeral, which was brought up in the original posts. And these texts seem to outline, like, the an exact apology, like, years before mm. of Mina being like, when my dad died, you weren't nice to me. And Jimin being like, I totally get that. Like, now I'm in the same place. And they seem to, like, bury the hatchet then, mm. years ago. So they have these texts to be like, they already did this. And then the full transcript of this two-hour meeting that happened at Mina's house and this reveals a ton of details, including the fact that Choa was there. Wow. She came to. The part about the get the knife if you want me to die is in the chat. She did. Jimin absolutely did come into this meeting hot. Like mm. that is very clear. Um, and all of the members are just like prompting Jimin to apologize and end this. And Jimin keeps being like, fine, if I can't do anything right, then I'll just leave. And is like being very stubborn. And they're trying to like talk her back. She says she doesn't remember any of the things that happened. And that as a leader, she just always hoped that Mina would quote, go on a better path and didn't think that she was being hurtful to anybody. She thought she was being a leader and keeping the group in line and keeping up their public image and doing her job as a leader. And Mina asks the other members to like confirm that Jimin was excessively mean to just Mina. And Chanmi says, I'm not taking sides. And Choa is like, you know, everybody is different and some people are sensitive to things that other people are not sensitive to. And like this just, you might've just taken it wrong. And like, we didn't feel the same way as you. And everyone's trying to be like very gentle, but like the, it's so bad. I can't believe this transcript exists. Like, yeah, this is like wild. the worst moment in people's lives, like this crazy confrontation. And it's just like, truly just like lined out text, but like you can Which just is read so it. Wild. <sighs> so, um, let's see. Jimin just keeps saying like, I'll quit the group fine, I'll quit the group. If you guys like, then I'll just quit. And they keep being like, don't quit. Just listen, just apologize. Mm -hmm. um, and Choa is like being a really good mediator in this whole thing. Um, she says that they were all like very overworked at the time. And she apologizes to Mina being like, we didn't know this was going on with you. We all probably should have been talking more. Like if everyone was having hard times, like we should have worked this out then. 
She also advises Mina to stop posting on Instagram because she's going to regret doing this publicly. Mm -hmm. Like Choa says that she regrets a lot of the things that she posted during her scandal being like, I should have just shut up like, and you should do the same. Jimin eventually does apologize a ton of times. And Mina says that she accepts it, but the reaction of the members keep being like, we can't leave you like this makes it seems like maybe she was saying it angrily or sarcastically because she keeps being like, fine, I accept your apology. Mm. And they're going like, well, we're not going to leave. I, I yeah, don't yeah, think yeah. this is going right. And that, and that is the whole thing. And it's out there. And they also released dispatch also has a bunch of text logs showing that Mina has been constantly texting Jimin insults and threats for like an entire year. Jimin's never answered a single one of them. So then Mina responds to this and says that the transcripts are edited and deceiving and she wants the full audio released because there's context missing. And yeah, this is honestly some of the most intense airing of dirty laundry I've like ever seen in K-pop or entertainment ever. Like it's so, the whole thing is just like so sad yeah and i feel like i just kind of like believe everybody mm-hmm. like i believe that jimin didn't have bad intentions but i also believe that mina took everything that she said like as harshly as possible mm-hmm. and like it's all just like so sad and it's everybody on like every side of it, like not really knowing who to believe or Mm -hmm. who to support. And I saw a lot of comments from the time talking about like, you know, everybody wants to be very like supportive of mental health and like everyone should be well. But like when you are confronted with the reality of someone who is so unwell, like when you have to like look Mm. at it, it's very hard to like look at and deal with and like I don't know the whole thing is just like so 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 sad and it ended AOA like pretty much Jimin doesn't do anything Mm -hmm. Mina hasn't been heard or seen from in a very long time which is probably good I hope that that means that she is like getting better help yeah but like it was just so long and so messy Mm -hmm. and so upsetting in so many ways yeah and as uh, yeah upsetting in so many ways not only because it taints AOA's legacy completely. I feel like for so many people, especially like so many people got into K-pop in 2020. And I think that there must be so many K-pop fans who maybe only know AOA by this bullying controversy. Yeah, Cause the headline is just like AOA leader is a bully. Yeah. And like, if you just see that, mm-hmm. then that's, and there was a point around this time where like a ton of people yes. were being after this, there was a bullying. much bigger, like mass. And bullying yeah. Controversy. And this was like the really big one. And it was so devastatingly messy and tragic and, unclear as to like and unresolved that like it just sucks that this is such a that that everything culminated in this explosion yeah it's just probably one of the worst bummer deep dives we've yeah done. i hate that we have to end it on this note but like yeah. this is where it ends mm-hmm. like Solhyun's contract expired in 2022 
uh, this year in March, Hye Jong moved to another company, but like supposedly there are still mm-hmm. four members of AOA. Three. There's only three. Oh, only three. Um, and yeah, I mean, like Chanmi slash Dohua did her queendom thing. Mm-hmm. And like, but that's kind of all that anybody's been like seen or done in a while. And it's just such a bummer because it seems like, you know, they had a chance to do it again. And, you know, people who are not on Mina's side like to allege that like she got jealous mm. that they got popular from Queendom and she wasn't in the group anymore. And mm. like, whatever, that's up to you to decide. But like, I don't know. The whole thing is just so sad. I hate it so much. Yeah. I hate it so much. I hate yeah. that all of this had to had to go the way that it did and that like so much of this like incredibly personal stuff like was released to the public to try to clear names mm-hmm. but like even in doing so like I don't know this was I I just can't imagine what this was like for all of them and then to just like have it all out there like that yeah to have it all out there like that and for this to be kind of the last thing to AOA's name that sucks because then it like takes you know, it just really overshadows everything else that had come uh, from their, you know, like almost 10 year long career. Mm-hmm. And it's just really a bummer. It's it's sad for everyone. And like also the whole releasing of the transcripts and the texting, like that's such a violation of privacy for everyone involved that like that conversation and that interaction was recorded, period. It's just all really shitty yeah it's all really shitty yeah so we'll come we'll bring ourselves out of that and go back to when everything was good and we're gonna watch their most popular music video mini skirt to try to end this on a note of remembering all that aoa brought to k-pop and their place in the sun as like you know as like we were saying like kind of one of the last versions of this kind Mm -hmm. of sexy k-pop that people don't make anymore and we wonder if anyone will ever make it again like i don't know but like at least we have aoa the last bastion of sexiness so if you want to watch miniskirt with us and see so 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 many butts (laughs) (laughs) this opening frame is literally a crotch shot of the tiniest jean shorts i've ever seen yes so pull up miniskirt if you want to watch it with us and uh press play when i say go three two one go oh it's got a 15 on it only a 15 (laughs) probably because of the crotch Starts. Okay, so oh, we got Solhyun. She's in bed. Getting in bed. In her little, like, little shirt and her shorts. little jeans. Who takes that, a nap in jean shorts? Ugh, no, that that's a like yeast infection terrible. waiting to happen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. So we've got our two dance rooms. One with the little, like, illusion panel skirts. I love so many of their dances start with like three or four of them on the floor mm-hmm. and I love it. We've got our close-ups of eating strawberries seductively <laughs> through a haze. Oh, those shoes are so big. So tall. But Ooh, and these little thigh highs. Okay, and then we have our business mini skirts with the the line down the leg. Yes, the se- the tights with the seam. And then they unzip <gasps> yes, the skirts they unzip as part of the, the choreo. 
Oh, they love getting in a line. Butts. So much butts. I couldn't believe when I looked it up that like there was no like the choreo Warning. didn't get flagged. Yeah. They didn't like they did this on music shows. Mm-hmm. And they never had to change the choreography, <laughs> which is wild. Even the unzipping part. And they're like, ooh, taking your shoes off sluttily in a car. And Jimin has like a very like Chicago black Bob. Bob yeah. <laughs> they literally just turn around and, and just bend, bend over. over with straight legs. <laughs> oh, eating cream. Right, dear God. <laughs> and like this, she's in, in a bath. Yeah. Or she's like getting ready for the bath. Ooh, rip, rip, the rip necklace that off. necklace off. Oh. Rip the skirt off too. My goodness. Come in. And those hands are like they're fully just like on fully cheeks. holding each other's fully butt on the cheeks. cheeks. <laughs> Stairs to nowhere. <laughs> okay. Butts. But yeah, butts the office and the red butts. the red the office worker thing is very like, oh, it's kind of sneaky that yeah, they're wearing it is. these like button downs and these very like yeah, I don't know. Oh, now they're unzipping the, dress, the clothes. Getting Someone's in, getting in a shower. shower. Wait, in she's a wearing clothes top. in the oh, shower. Okay, come the chairs. Okay, chairs in a circle. Ooh, taking off the dresses, getting in the baths. Musical chairs with butts. Bend over the chair. Butts. butts yeah, I get why all the military boys liked this so yeah. much. <laughs> oh Full my god! Bath scene. Full bath. Butts. Oh my god! It's Wait, so, that, that was, was like a, a crotch. Full, that was shot. a full crotch shot. Wow. That was just like, safety short covered vagina. Oh my God. Wow. Oh, and now she's waking up from her sexy little dream. And there's a cat. Oh, and there's a cat. A short eared cat. Oh, hello. <laughs> Is that a pussy reference? Probably. Wow. Wow. Is a pretty cute little cat, though. So there you go. That is AOA. The saga. The saga. But and tragedy yeah, of AOA. Despite the very terrible ending, like truly, I say like a no skip career. Like mm. all of their title tracks are so good and so fun. A lot of them feel like very legendary and like cemented as yeah. part of the history. And I find them really fun and satisfying to watch because the choreography Although it's fairly simple in terms of like the movements themselves, it's also very precise because it's all about angles and lines. And so it looks beautiful like they are. And they're very like just their shapes and formations are like a very satisfying yes. choreography to view. Um, so I, learned- I do enjoy watching. AOA. Yeah. When we would learn their dances in class, our teacher would like very try to like this is these are s line mm-hmm. dances like yeah you always have to be keeping your hips like at an angle so yeah. that you're like in the prettiest shape possible and they like really did nail that all the time totally and i thought i think it's funny because these are like our dance teacher loves sexy concepts mm-hmm. and so like these are dances where like once we learned excuse me 
We did Excuse Me for every single performance for years yes. afterward. Like, she would not let it go. No. Um, which I just think is funny. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so for me, AOA has quite the enduring legacy. Bur- yeah. Burned into my brain. And I, as, like... It's not a very specific recommendation, but I do just like recommend their discography. Like mm. they really didn't, other than the one full album, almost put it only out. Yeah. singles and stuff. So there's only like three songs per mm-hmm. comeback. And I really drew, do think that all of it is like very good. They had yeah. a really specific sound that like really went with their generation. And like Cho is a great singer mm-hmm. and like Jimin's rap is so iconic and like, I don't know. I just like stand by the whole thing. And I agree. I, if you've never listened to it, I say get into it because yeah. it's good girl group music. It is good girl group music that I think manages to be both perfectly of the time and also not outdated. Mm-hmm. Like even though girl group music doesn't necessarily sound like this, when I listen to AOA, I don't necessarily feel like, oh, this is a 2012 song. It doesn't like, feel super dated. Yeah, yeah. It still is like fresh and fun. Totally. Totally. Um, all right. Well, that is it. Um, but I do have a bit of an announcement. Um, this is going to be the last episode for just a minute. We'll try not to be gone too long, Mm -hmm. but I am moving back to Texas. So Texas listeners look out. I'll be able to go to Texas K-pop concerts with you now. Um, but while I'm moving in all of the shuffle, we're not going to have new episodes for a bit. But then as soon as I get set up, we'll get back on the Zoom and we'll make it happen yeah. because technology means we can make it happen. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so just letting you know, no new episode for a little bit, but we'll be back as soon as we can. And we do have a fun little Halloween special on Patreon coming out soon as well. So look forward to that. If you want to find that, if you want to vote in our next deep dive, because I think from now on, I want to make deep dives votable. Oh, yeah. I think that's just how unless something something, happens that we're like, oh, my gosh, that person is so close to my heart. We must do this ourselves. Or a super special anniversary. But I think we should just let y'all pick deep dives from now on. So if you want to do that. We only just like flip a coin. (laughs) Yeah. And this was this made it real easy just to be like, you guys want this? Great. So if you want to join our Patreon, patreon.com slash pod. They just redesigned Patreon the other day. It looks totally nuts, mm. um, but it's all like very nicely categorized. And we have years and years of content on there that yeah. you can check out. And it'll get you through our little hiatus, little hiatus. through the rest of October. Yeah. Um, so that's patreon.com slash pod. Otherwise, we can be found at pod on Twitter and Instagram, amakpoppod at gmail.com. You can call us or text us at one. 181 AMA K-pop 5. We can get mail at P.O. Box 260. Why do I suddenly not know it? 26096. Yeah. <laughs> P.O. Box 26096, Los Angeles, California, 90026. Linktree slash AMA K-pop to get to our YouTube and our Spotify, where we'll have the full AOA playlist as well as playlists for all of our other episodes. You can also join our Discord there and hang out with other listeners. And ask me about kpop.com for merch. Limited time only. I think we got to close that store soon. It's really yeah. expensive. Do you want some merch? Come get it right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, hot up the breath. Hot up the breath. Get it now. Uh, that's it I think Um, yeah thanks so much for listening to this deep dive and like I said we'll be back as soon as we can we love you so much goodbye bye bye
Jonghyun, you're our inspiration. Yes.